0: john i'm travis and this
1: is mean girls interrupted it is uh this is a movie review podcast for those of you who are brand new here and travis what is a movie review podcast well most of them are done by professionals which we are not but a movie review podcast in our (laughs) eyes is we synopsize this movie for you And then we give you our two cents, whether you like that or not, or whatever currency you use. You might not use cents. You might use I don't know what and don't care. But what do they use in Australia? uh, Pigeons. (laughs) (laughs) I think they use pigeons in Australia. Yeah, they use crikeys and pigeons. (laughs) They use crikeys and pigeons in Australia. And so um, whatever you guys use. We're gonna give you our two cents, and uh-huh. you can convert that. Oh, also, oh, we also, spoil this thing rotten. We so
0: spoil it. We spoil things rotten. And today, on this show,
1: we speaking are speaking of rotten. Yeah, well, not segue. necessarily rotten. We're not talking like corpse rotten. Kind of like fresh rotten, fresh about to be rotten. rotting. Yes, not quite decomposing, but it's going to. Yeah, but it's the flies are starting to coalesce. Oh, yes. That uh, family reunion has happened all over grandma's eyeballs. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: And guess what? We are uh, we're reviewing and talking about
1: and discussing Bones and All today. Yes. Bones and All. For all of you who have not watched Bones and All, um, depending on who you are, it's a real treat um <laughs> nice <laughs> so I mean, you, you could, may know what it's about
0: because this movie was heavily marketed at least in los angeles
1: uh, that i can tell john did it, it hit, was it actually a not area so it did come here but it wasn't heavily marketed in the sense that like so this like, movie is about Bull, cannibals y'all yes it's a it, it is a, a story revolving it's around, a cannibal
0: love story a cannibal love, a cannibal love story. And t- just in time for um, the holiday, uh, which val- is Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. <laughs> um, I would say. Uh, so, yeah, so this star is a Timoth. I don't want to. I'm going to say Timothy Chalamet. Is it Timothee? Is it Chalamet? Is it Chalamet? Chalamet? No, I think it's definitely Chalamet. But Timothy is, is not Timothy, apparently. Oh, we're going to we're going to call him little Timmy Tim. We're going to call him Tim. Rapper we're name. just going
1: to call him Tim. That's all. Right. Guess what? Everybody. Rin tin Tim? Does that uh, Rin, work?
0: <laughs> Rintin Timmy Tim. Yes. <laughs> Rin tin Timmy Tim Tunti? Yes, yes, um, yes. That's his <laughs> name now. But, uh, <laughs> so a fun thing that Timothy Chalamet and I share is... Uh, uh, guess? Herpes. Yes. Yes. The same strain... The same lineage. Yes. No, our birthdays. You guys do have the same birthday. We have the same birthday, December 27th, but definitely not
1: 1985 for him. Also, John, can I tell you something that you're going to be shooketh about? What? I love being shooketh. I've never watched a Timothy Chalamet movie. (gasps) Interesting. You didn't didn't go on the Dune. Dune train? I didn't watch Dune yet. Ooh, I have not watched to. Call Me By Your Name, who I know directs this and also directed Suspiria, yes. mind you. Yes, which we do I love, love Luca Guadagnino. Suspiria. I have not watched Call Me By Your Name. I will be watching it.
0: I, um, you know, it took me a very, very long time to even like broach Call Me By Your Name because what it came out like in 2017, right? With Army
1: Hammer, who is a suspected cannibal. So a cannibal. <laughs> Here's the Allegedly. thing, though. It's like, I don't know if I wanna watch it now that I know all of this dirt. On yeah. him. Like, I yeah. just kind of feel like, no. Yeah, Army Hammer did his. Uh, look, we can't talk about a cannibal. We're not gonna talk about a cannibal. We can't do it. But I'll tell you this getting back to Tim, Rinton Tim, John, I get the appeal. I, I never also, understood yes. the appeal. And I get you know,
0: the yeah. appeal. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Although Me too. he is skinty, girl, he, he is,
0: is a skunty hunty.
1: <laughs> he is so thin. <laughs> but
0: you know, good for him. We don't thin shame here. I I'm was not a st- body shaming. I'm just saying. Look, he I was is, a, I was a scrawny little malink. Um, he is a red twink, years. dude. He
1: is twink. He is a but twink.
0: I, I, I am so glad that we are in this. In this like zeitgeist of pop culture where like Timothy Chalamet, in my opinion, is like the top of the food chain as far as like pop movie star icons go actors at this moment in
1: time. Yes, I I would agree with you on this. Like, have you seen like his fans freak the hell out over Um, him? John, the acting in this movie. Oh, sorry. There's a car alarm going off. I love that that car. No, I will not. I love it. It's just it's just laying down a steady beat for us. Listen, we all need a beat every now and then just to um, move and bop our heads to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There it goes. Oh, you just gave very that was very Tina Belcher. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, yes. You, you know what she I wish you guys mean. could see it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I do a very good Tina.
0: Um, so anyway, so Timothy Chalamet. We have the same birthday. He is a Capricorn queen as well. Yeah. And um, I also I also love a I also I love the the feminine mystique that he
1: brings to his celebrity. Um, come his on. Characters. Can we talk about the wardrobe in this movie? We can talk about the wardrobe in this because, movie. John, it, I loved how it really crossed the line of like. It crossed yeah. that line of femininity, well, also, also talk about storytelling via
0: wardrobe because these are this is a story about a love story about two people on the fringes of society.
1: Speaking who, of fringe, I mean, come fringe. on, <laughs> that, Them bangs, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, she had these like the cropped bang. Um, I loved it. Her little yeah, her,
0: Taylor Russell is the. I love Taylor is Russell. The lead
1: by the way. Um, she was in that movie. What was okay? It was. Is it called Truth or Dare? No, not Truth or Dare. It's the. um. There was one and another one came out in 2001. It's like this action shit, but I think she was in Lost in Space as well. Oh, she wow. is a freaking cute, dude. She's yeah, a cute she girl. Has, she has a look. I think that people should be looking out for Taylor Russell. Taylor Russell is. I mean, she has to play her cards right
0: because I feel like she could easily be looked over if she does the wrong things. Unfortunately, I, ag-
1: I agree, but I think that this was a good step for her to take because this was an art movie. Yeah, like, but I mean, if Timothy Chalamet is, is in also it,
0: in this, like, if Timothy Chalamet <laughs> is in it and is also directed by Luca Guadagnino,
1: like, yes, you do the movie. You do yes you well I mean (laughs) director alone you do the movie because you're going to get a great cast regardless yeah Luca is like uh,
0: also like a sort of an un I think everyone respects him but he sort of feels a little bit under the radar like he did an HBO series with um with Chloe Sevigny and um, yes and Jack Dylan Grazer and also Francis Ford Coppola's granddaughter like um no no I'm sorry no Martin Scorsese's granddaughter. And um, like hardly anybody watched it and it wasn't really nominated. But Jack Dylan Grazer in that movie is really also a very queer
1: movie as well. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you this. So a lot of these people in this movie, a lot of the big names have worked with this director before in one way or another.
0: Yeah, because Michael Stolbang, who plays one of the um, vagrants that they encounter along their road journey. He was the place, Timothy
1: Chalamet's dad and call me by your name. Yeah, so a lot of them have kind of like uh, also Chloe like you said, Chloe Sevigny has worked with him before. Yeah, she was in um um I can't remember the name of that show, but she was in that she played Jack Dylan Grazer's mom. So I'm trying to think um, I'm trying to think. So I don't know if Jessica. So, yeah, Jessica Harper, Jessica Harper, who plays Barbara Kern, the grandmother. She's also worked with them. She was in 2018 Suspiria. But she also played in the original Suspiria. Did you know that? That's where she comes from. She's an original scream queen. So So cool. She's already crossed paths with him as well. And then, like you said, Francesca Scorsese, uh, they worked in the show. It was uh, uh, we are who we are. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, yeah. So it's yeah. kind of crazy, like, how these paths have already crossed once. It's with like this-
0: a tight little family, which I would love to be a part of at some point in time. I but mean, I who says you
1: happening. can No. I know, right? Who says you can't? Exactly. Um, no one says you can't. I can. You okay. can. I can. You can can. <laughs> so we start doing the can can.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, we we'll, do yes we can, we'll do it can. after. We'll do it after. Yeah. Anyway, so, um uh yeah. So when was your first Luca? guadagnino exposure by the way i'm not gonna lie it was suspiria yes i think a lot of my first exposure i
1: that's a good first exposure because that is a a really good remake for all of you out yes john is 100 correct it was a classic and it's a classic for a reason but this remake is unreal for those of you who like a good so suspiria the remake the 2018 one is so hard to explain for me. But this director, he did such a great job with this movie. I'll never forget the photography of it. Listen, oh, we're gonna get into this right now. (laughs) I love the cinematography, not only just in Suspiria, but I'm not joking. Bones and all, bones and all, cinematography might be some of my favorite cinematography I've ever seen. Yeah, it that's that's what gorgeous, dude. Like
0: if you like if you can't stomach gore, go for the the beautiful cinematography. Like every it single is, frame of bones and all is John, did he do this beautiful. on film?
1: Was it this looks film?
0: I can't tell but it looks like film or it's digital
1: and it was um rendered to look like film. You know what I mean? All I like, can tell you is it is truly some of the most it is so beautiful. They picked Obviously, we're talking about Wisconsin here. So we're talking about Marin. We're talking about these parts of the United States. Wisconsin actually is where Jeffrey Dahmer's from and we're from, which it, it, I think they did this intentionally because yeah. Marin, that's where Marin, played by Taylor Russell, is born. Yeah. So she is born in Wisconsin where Jeffrey Dahmer is from. Interesting. Also, I can't remember who the other one is. Who, um, Ed Gein. It was Ed Gein is also from Wisconsin. So they kind of have placed her because she's like the what character? She, I guess it, she is the main character. Yeah, she's the protagonist for sure. I mean, do we call her a protagonist? <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: so. Like, I think I, I will express my thoughts about this. So, uh, Marin, we open up on Marin. She is a teenager in high school and yes.
1: she is sort of new to this area. Wait, wait, wait. Did we want to talk about, do we want to say how much it cost? Do we want to do like cost before we run into it? Yeah. Let's see here. Did you know that they were robbed during the production? They were robbed during the production? Yeah, they were robbed during the production. This movie. Oh, robbed. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, the production was robbed.
0: By whom?
1: I'm not really sure, but the town of Cincinnati, let me tell you, I have like some really cool. So the Cincinnati City Council, with the mayor's support, they provided like $50,000 in security costs because um, they were robbed. Like, I I don't know how the production was robbed. Somebody probably knew the movie was happening. They're like, nothing happens in Cincinnati. Let's go take everything. (laughs) And sell it on the black market.
0: (laughs) 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, people like on location sets, those things are not guarded. And you can be... and you can honestly walk on under the radar. And if you blend in, you can just take things and walk
1: away. John, also, I can never Also, have a blend free in. meal at the, at the craft <laughs> I, services. Honestly, if someone's like, who are you? I'd be like, uh. You're like, just like say a name in a department. And then. And they would be like, oh, OK, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. That's so
0: I'd be hilarious. like Animal yes. Wrangler. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm I'm wrangling animals today. And they're like, what animals cockroaches? They're like, oh, cool. Yeah, don't worry about it, actually. (laughs) Flies. Yeah, I got some in my pocket (laughs) over here. (laughs) (laughs) Pocket of roaches. No, like I actually was just asked to bring this like really expensive
1: piece of equipment over to uh, whatever the fuck over there. Yeah. And and just get in your car and go. Honestly, yeah. But also scoop as many delicious tiny sandwiches you can into whatever bag you brought. uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Stack <laughs> size chip bags, get them. Take uh, everything. Yeah, uh, Lacroix everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do whatever coin. you have to do. Just steal um, it. Anyway, so Marin, <laughs> Marin, played by Taylor Russell, the gorgeous Taylor Russell. She she's a is teenager, a gorgeous dude. Yeah, she's
1: a, a fully underage teenager. John, and she is a twenty-eight years old IRL. <laughs> is she really? She looks like a 14 year old. <laughs> I mean, the good
0: casting, but She's, fucking, yeah. Yeah. She is sporting a uh, cropped uh, fringe here. I so love it.
1: It's hard to pull off. You got to have a face. I love it, dude. Also, yeah. do you want to know that her fringe is actually inspired by someone else? Who? Um, I don't have that for you at this very moment. I do well, know for we'll a fact it is inspired, but we will circle back. <laughs> um, oh, but, oh, no, I do have it here. Yeah. Silence of the Lambs. It's for the Jonathan Dems, the Silence of the Lambs. The character in question is Stacey Hubka played by Lauren Rosalie. Is that so, the one? Is that, oh, is that the one that, she, that uh, Clarice Starling questions in the cafe? Yes. She has the fringe, too. That's what it's based off of. Right. They and she based a, her fringe off of Silence of the Lambs.
0: And it's like it's like a day player character. Too. Yeah. She's isn't a like day it.
1: player? Isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah. Because Silence of the Lambs is also some cannibal shit. It's true. So, oh, I love a little knot. I love Easter eggs. Don't you? Yeah. Isn't it weird how they, the directors just throw the most crazy stuff? This is one of the ones where I was like, I have to know. Well, I'm, my,
0: I'm, okay, so, uh, yeah. So, I Silence of the Lambs is one of my this movie.
1: favorite movies, by the way. I mean, listen, can we talk about it? Like, yeah. we'll talk about it later. You know what? We should do Silence of the Lambs one uh, of these we times. We should. We should. <laughs> also, queer
0: uh, themes in yes, Silence of the Lambs. So, anyway, uh, so, Maren gets invited to a sleepover, but she's like, I actually can't uh, get past my dad at night. And she's like, just sneak out. It's cool. And, um. She's like, how do I find you? She's like, oh, right over there. Blah, blah, blah. And so cut to um, Marin at home. <coughs> her dad uh, locks they're... her in. John,
1: I was shook because I didn't know she was part of this.
0: I it's a very was... normal occurrence, though. Yeah, it's the like it just says Doop. it's routine. They eat dinner. She's like, good night, dad. And but she sneaks a, a screwdriver um, with whenever he's not looking. And uh, so he she closes her own door to her own room. Yep. And then. Uh, Her dad, who sleeps on the couch, um, understandably right, because he has to watch the front door. He's trying to keep her inside. He immediately gets up out of his little bed. He was like just about to go to sleep. Gets up and routinely locks her in, locks her from the outside. So uh, locks her in her room. She is uh, things are weird, but so things are very weird. (laughs) And so she she uses a screwdriver to get out of the window. And uh she goes to this uh little Kim's house.
1: Her friend's name is Kim, I believe.
0: Yeah, and Kim's very nice, and there's a little bit of a flirtatiousness between them. There is. So, um uh yeah, so also hits on the the bisexual queerness of this whole situation, which God, we do explore. Is. Oh, we do. <laughs> we get <laughs> In into it. In a cornfield.
1: We'll get <laughs> corn to it. Cornfield <laughs>
0: gaze. Um, G-A-Z-E. Yeah, um, yeah, that's
1: I knew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's go gaze at that cornfield. Um, uh, so anyway, so she is there and uh, they are just painting their little nails. There's other friends there there's like two other friends and Kim is like the queen bee. Yeah, Kim's like the popular one, but she's like very nice and sweet. But uh they're just talking and uh they uh they're just getting to know each other and it's like a potential friend for Marin. And uh but Marin something... takes a big sniff, <laughs> dude, a huge sniff of her and all like, to happening? overcome Marin very quickly and gradually. Um uh, yeah, and so um uh What what, what's her name again? Kim. Yeah, Kim Kim gets her her fingernails painted, and she's like, "What do you think of this this uh this color?" And then uh, Taylor kind of puts her finger in her mouth, the girl's finger in her mouth, and like the girl kind of likes it at first until Marin
1: totally chomps down on it. John, I had no clue where this was going. I was like, "Oh, they're lesing out," and then all of a sudden. She Kim, uh, Kim totally thought they were about to let out. Yeah. And she was and cool her, with it. Her finger was degloved <laughs> all the way to the bone. Yeah. So Kim starts
0: screaming, obviously. And the girls start. They pull Marin off of her. But they, like, she is like lockjawed onto that finger. And then, she's taking it. Yeah. And then they do everything in their power. She's like she's like overcoming like this crazy cannibal days. Like she is uncontrollable. Like, hunger. Um, so they pull... They yank her off, and then we cut to, obviously, a really gruesome shot of the finger degloved and broken. That's insane. Yeah. And so she is now running bloody mouth and shirt back home. And she starts banging on the locked front door, and her dad gets up out of bed, answers the door, and sees her state. And he's like, you did it again. So... Dad knows. Homie she, said. he. And the, this is also... Kind of part of the routine now where he's like, he's like, you have three minutes to grab whatever you can, whatever you absolutely need. And we are gone right now because the cops cops are here. Yes, exactly. And they hit the road and they relocate. And um, we do skip some time. We do skip some time. And um, but we basically skip to. Like months later in a new
1: town somewhere. I can't remember what it is, but I think it's Virginia. It says VA. I believe they're in Virginia. Or is it Virginia in the beginning? Who cares? It really doesn't matter. This all takes place in like that part of the United States. Yeah. And so
0: um they uh she wakes up and we never really see the dad again. (laughs) No, no he's gone. Yeah, she wakes up and he is completely gone and has left um, the uh, building. Yeah, he leaves her with her birth certificate. Yes, which she never had, Which she never had and a uh, and a tape and a tape and a Walkman. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, he made a playlist for her before he left. Yeah, you might enjoy this. So she immediately get, sees uh, the name of the mother that has never been around and yeah. who she never knew. And she also, like, learns her own real name, real yes. last name, because they had been living under aliases throughout her life. Yes. Uh, so she is completely abandoned and devastated.
1: Yeah. And her dad said, bye. Good luck. He's um, like, I can't do this anymore. And uh, they gave dynamic. her like tw- how much he gave her, like, eighty dollars. Which in well this takes place in 1988, by the way. So Yeah, but the thing is too, is like I did not know that a Greyhound ticket cost that much. That's a lot of money Ugh. in the 80s. Greyhound is very price gougy. It's
0: sort of insane.
1: Well, which is crazy too, because the likes of the people on a greyhound are marin. ride the Greyhound. People trying to, like, coast under the radar. (laughs) That's who And I'm like, girl, you're not offering us anything. There is no security on your Greyhound. I mean, honestly, there are so many people who want to stab you taking a ride across the country. Have you ever taken a bus on, on a long journey? Absolutely not. I will never. I have, and it's, like...
0: Seedy? It's kind of, like, the worst. I remember there was this also... Um, a really good location for the Like there was a, there was a McDonald's in this little tiny New Mexico town where we would go for like, like picking up prescriptions and doing like shopping and stuff. And, uh, it's called Lordsburg, New Mexico. Uh, and there was a a McDonald's. Uh, the Lord does not exist in Lordsburg. <laughs> yeah, it is not Lord city. Um, so, uh, there was this McDonald's there that also sec- seconded as a, um, a Greyhound bus stop, like a, the, it was like a stop on the Greyhound line. That was like cross country. So Uh, it wasn't like a local at all. That checks,
1: that actually checks out.
0: Yeah. So we would like spend kind of like hours there, like as before we had to get in, get on the road back home and we would eat. And I would just like watch these people doing a layover on their Greyhound. Cause it was also a layover stop for Greyhound. So, these people that I never would really typically see from other cities like it was kind of fascinating.
1: You were just doing people
0: watching. I was people watching. So anyway, I so, love that, though. Yeah. I was like, what's their story? So Marin is one of these people on these buses. Yes.
1: A nightmare. <laughs>
0: yeah. So what she does is uh, she resolves to find her mother. So all she has to go on is a name and uh her own place of birth her mother's yes. place of birth which
1: is on the birth certificate which is so, in wisconsin
0: so she's like i gotta go find mommy
1: yeah i gotta go must
0: yeah so it's a classic journey of like self-discovery it is also a coming of age and also she's lying about her age to everyone she's like i'm 18 It's like yeah, the first she- thing out of her mouth like, yeah, I might go. They didn't even
1: ask. No, you're 12. <laughs> I'm 18, just in case you're wondering. It's like no like, one huh. cares. And also, did you notice this? There's a scene at the
0: bus station, her first bus station, where like the lady um, at the stop, she's
1: like, she clocks her and she's like, you know, are you 18? Do you have proof of ID? No, she goes, you should be in school. And she's like, you'd think, wouldn't you? And she's like, mm-hmm. what's that supposed to mean? And she shrugs her shoulders. She was like, I need like, to see ID. Well, she lies and says that she's 18 and then she calls her out on the ID.
0: She actually hands her her own birth certificate, which has the truth on it. Yeah, it's such it's such like this weird moment that is sort of a throwaway, but pretty significant because the attendant looks at it, sees that Taylor Russell is lying to her and then just like huffs and gives it back and gives her the ticket anyway. She
1: does. And her one dollar change because it was how many it was. It was forty nine dollars. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So,
0: by the by, the kindness of the stranger,
1: she was, was actually puffing and puffing that cigarette the house down <laughs> in, indoors whenever that indoors. was doing.
0: But yeah, so I mean, like there was like this little tiny moment which I thought was really great because like she clearly sees that she's way underage and is not eighteen she's and like, can't be buying it, this. Go. Yeah, and so she just so she could have stopped Marin's journey right there.
1: But she didn't. And here's the thing. She's like, it's not my kid. It's not my problem. Have fun traveling to Columbus or wherever she's going.
0: It's such a cool character for like that little tiny character. Like that actress brought a lot to it because it's like she did. Like she she's huffing and puffing. She's like clearly like annoyed at this girl. But she's like she still has some sympathy for her somewhere
1: down there where she's like, you know, whatever. John, what's wild to me, too, is she the the person who played that that part yeah she was so believable in the role because you would absolutely see her behind the counter of a greyhound bus ticket exchange
0: totally and it's just those little moments because i've definitely in my in my life journey like coming of age journey my own one like i've encountered people that like i've had to like rely on them like letting things slide and yeah it's interesting like I'm not going to recount a story. We're not. We're not doing story time. That's okay. We'll do story time <laughs> another time. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, so she gets on this bus and she's on her way and she's listening to the Walkman, right?
1: Yes, yeah, she's listening to. It says reversible on it, and I think that's just because it's reversible. But she's listening to it, and it's her dad retelling all of the tales of how Marin started her journey as a cannibal, and she ate her babysitter at the age of three. Yeah. And so Marin can't listen to that anymore. And she takes that headset off. Because Marin has blocked all of this out. Because
0: whenever she does enter that cannibal zone, she blacks out. So yeah, she, she, she has no remember. memories. She knows things are weird and things are strange. And basically she has derailed and ruined her father's existence. Yeah. Um, but and he's, he's guarded her from the actual truth. And so she sort of at a disadvantage cannibal wise because she doesn't she doesn't she hasn't learned how to control anything she hasn't learned how to do all these different things that the cannibals that she encounters along the way end up teaching her and this is a good segue into the first cannibal she meets outside of the first cannibal she she ever
1: meets well yes his name is what sully Yes, he is played by um, he's played a by really Mark. good actor. Oh, doing... he's like one of the greatest stage actors of all time. And he won an Oscar in 2016. Whoa, for what? Oh, the movie is let me find out, actually. It's Mark Rylance, by the way. Yes, Mark Rylance. Oh, he was in Don't Look Up. I didn't realize that. So oh, he wow. was in Don't Look Up and he won a Oscar for... It's irrelevant. It was in two thousand sixteen, but it doesn't matter. He's truly—he's a very gifted. He has a shitload of Tonys too. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Like he so, was—he was—he's a mean, British actor. Oh wow! But he's, he's a British actor. Yeah, he
0: brings a, a certain amount of quiet, um, quiet menace uh, uh, to quiet, this thing.
1: Yes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> to say the very least. Yeah. So she's sleeping outside of a bus station. Um, and we imagine it's uh, there's a layover of some kind. And um, uh, it starts to rain a little bit and she seeks some shelter behind a column and she notices a guy watching her from the dark, which is so like, creepy. hey,
1: messy. Yeah, he has
0: like this southern drawl and uh, he has all he's like this vagrant dude. Um, like the first impression is like, oh, you live on the fringes of society, too. <laughs>
1: like, yes, very much so. <laughs> so how would you describe Sully in a nutshell? Oh, just so gross. Uh, the, yeah, that's it. Like he, you dude, he just like exudes this weird. It's like this. Like, don't. It's a yeah. don't energy. Like you see this person, you turn the other direction.
0: Yeah, but she does not because he smelled her from miles away. Half a mile, half a mile away. And he followed that scent to her because
1: he is also another cannibal, and she's they're like called Curious. eaters. Yes, they're so eaters. They yes. call each other eaters. The cannibals in this movie—they're eaters. So, you know, I whatever. I mean, how are but, we going to be politically correct over a cannibal? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's because it, no, it lends itself to the world it because does. it's a, it we, does we which exist I enjoy. This, we exist in a world where people there there are sort of a subspecies of humans who's. Nature who's it's in their nature to eat other people. Yes. And it's something that they can't control and something that they must do. They and that's established to. through Mark Ryland's Sully. Um, and she is on her self-exploration, self-discovery journey. So, of course, she's going to go down this road with him because he so she makes
1: the choice to follow him back home. Well, yeah. the home. Home is where the heart is. Go to Home is well <laughs> mi- where Miss Harmon is. Yes. So if we want to yeah. get, you know, and that is a reveal
0: throughout the scene. Yes. So did you get did it did it surprise you whenever
1: you were like oh this isn't Sully's house or did you get that right away? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't know that. I yeah. I actually had no clue. I was like oh this guy's just being nice. What I thought was. When I when we first get into the house, so Marin follows Sully into this home and he's like, I'm going to make you some food. You seem hungry, blah, blah, blah. Then she was <laughs> like, you think I was hungry for Cornish game hands? And he was like, no, not exactly. He was like, smell, smell the air. And she mm-hmm. was like, it smells metallic. It smells this. The reveal is. Sully can smell when people are going to die. He doesn't kill people. And upstairs is Mrs. Harmon, who owns the home they're in. And she has collapsed on the ground. And she is uh, she is at the throes of death. She has hours she away dying slowly, by the yeah, way. She is on the hours away from perishing. Yeah. And he was like, I don't kill people, but I knew you weren't just hungry for Cornish game hens. So you'll know. Basically, I was shocked because like, I dinner no time is approaching. So chill out. I get thought, some rest. <laughs> I thought he had someone in there for them that he had kidnapped himself. I don't know. It was her house. Right, right. Up until you get that reveal. And it's like, oh, Lord, he's been here watching her die on the floor. She could have had help from an ambulance, but yeah, he was too her hungry. Die. Yes, and uh, rather than putting her
0: out of her misery, he has he has a lot of rules. He does, so he, which
1: I mean, good. There are codes. Rules.
0: They're codes, rules of how to exist uh, under the radar. And yes, you have your own little. And he's very much a loner. And a lot of these eaters are alone. Well, yes, um, because they all eat each other too. Yeah. So um, he so she just sort of like waits it out as well. And in the morning. She wakes up and she she immediately knows that she gets the ability. She can smell that this woman has died. And so she uh, goes to the room and she
1: already she sees Sully already like crouched over this dead woman. So that scene is so gross him and his tidy whities and his white shirt. And he is just. Yeah, going ham on Miss Harmon's hands. Yeah, like he's
0: so hungry and so consumed by the hunger that he didn't even like bother to get dressed at first. (laughs) But he probably knows that to do it in his underwear because he doesn't want to get it messed up. Because she starts chomping down on on Miss Harmon too. She goes in there and it is gruesome and grody. They're taking chunks out of her.
1: Oh, grody to the max. It It reminds me of like two lions like eating a zebra. That's okay, but you want to know what? John, this movie made me feel so weird. Yeah. When I was watching it, like, no joke. And this was the scene that I was like, oh, my God. What the? I'm like, what? I loved it. It I loved every second
0: of it. So they just said. I loved it. It's not
1: a it's not a um, skin was hanging out of his mouth afterwards. Yeah, I did. Because it was like falls on the couch. It's so (laughs) gross. It is
0: gross. And it's like it's just. Yeah. This is the, it takes a turn at this point in time because they are just having a meal out of Miss Harmon. They are fully, but they're not like doing it with forks and knives and cooking the meat. They are just, they're doing it face first, teeth first. They are just pulling at it with their jaws. It's very, very carnivorous.
1: It's, um, and you can
0: tell I- afterward there's this sense of like intense satisfaction for Marin. It's the first time she's ever really. This is the first person she's
1: actually ate eight in a conscious way chosen to do. And then you find out that Sully, so he can remember all these people, cuts their hair off and then puts it into a braid, a long rope. He's been doing this a long time. There's a lot of dead people on this braid. It's a huge, giant coil of a rope. It's disgusting. John, honestly, the hair thing. Grossed yeah. me out more than eating the people, and I don't yeah. know if that what that says about me. But the yeah. hair thing grossed me out, dude. I don't know why. Yeah. So he takes a souvenir of each person he's eaten. It's so gross because he doesn't even kill them. No. Why do you need to remember them? You're they're a meal. Yeah. I don't even remember what so I ate three days ago. So is a
0: warped individual, obviously. But while he's in the shower cleaning all the blood off, uh, Marin, Oh, so Marin takes a shower first, right? So she's yes. quasi clean whenever she does this. While Sully's in the shower, she abandons him and books it and to and make her like, bus. Yes. So she makes her bus. Otherwise, she would have missed it if she had waited for Sully to get out of the shower. And also, we don't really know if Sully would have let her go. <laughs> so uh,
1: no. He was I, enjoying
0: the company. He loved the company. Yeah. And so while so she. Um, she barely is able to get she makes the bus barely. And she on the way out, she sees Sully standing there watching her looking very heartbroken. Um, he is not happy. No. And so that's obviously going to come up to bite her in the ass later. So she um, uh, we can just base. She gets a little bit more deeper into uh, uh, her her history from
1: her, the laments of her dad, which for me aren't too important i don't really Um, care it i mean it was an afterthought to me because like yes we get a little bit of the backstory but we already know who she is
0: like please put uh in on this tape for like all the ways that I ruined your life. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um, so, but she's at this grocery store and it looks like she's like about to steal some cans of food. <laughs>
1: like, oh, no, no. She's in like the feminine hygiene. Oh, right, right. She, so she's still, she is actually stealing, not about to. She's in the process of stealing. And some drunk son of a bitch comes down the grocery store aisle screaming with cores in his hand. Yeah. A and problem. He screams Timothy, at a, yeah, Tim and Tim is there and he is yeah. like, get out of here. You big old beef. And then he like so, challenges him to an outdoor fight. He's like, take this outside. He takes the dude's hat and the guy's like, give me my hat
0: back. Give me my hat back. And but so something in Marin from Sully, yeah. she's actually learned how to smell other eaters. Yep. Like that has been, that achievement has been unlocked in the game. Uh, don't you love that? Like new skill unlocked. Yeah. Very satisfying. <laughs> But uh, so she she clocks Timothy as like an eater. And so she kind of like lingers and follows follows her nose to uh, follows his scent, basically. And she sees him climbing out of like an abandoned warehouse covered in blood. Yeah. And like um, he's wearing like a flouncy shirt. His um, he has like
1: red frosted tips. Uh, he, yeah, he's got like this crazy mullet, or it's not, it, yeah, it's like a mullet. Um, what yeah. would you say? Uh, who cares? It doesn't matter, but it's honestly, I'm like, he really he was giving fashion. He like nailed it. Yeah, it was definitely like a fashionable
0: look for, yeah, like be vagrant, uh, cannibal, but make it fashion. And he did yeah, that. Yeah, cannibal, but make it fashion. It was. Yeah. And like his uh, his jeans are all ripped up and tattered. It's a very um, it's he was a it was like it's maybe pre- it's of the time. It was like precursor to uh, grunge. It's of the time. <laughs> um, but anyway, so he sees her, and um, uh, they basically. Uh, form a
1: bond right then and there. They do. He offers her some. He is like, He's back there, like 200 yards if you're interested. And she's like, No, can you help me? And then basically, they become quick friends. They very much do. There's, but also, they steal the dead guy's truck.
0: They do steal uh, (laughs) the dead guy's
1: truck.
0: Yeah, because they're more sourceful. You know what I mean? They're, They're like, You know
1: what? Why wouldn't we? And she doesn't have any more money for a bus ticket. No, she has nothing left. So she is now here with um, Lee, who is Timothy Chalamet's character. Yeah. And he's just sort of existing on the fringes as well.
0: Kind of like nowhere to go. Not really any journey that he's on himself. He's just existing in the world. And um he is very
1: uh, much a troubled person and also from Kentucky, which those two are mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, troubled he, and from <laughs> Kentucky, they, <laughs> they exist together. together.
0: Um, but he is, a uh, so he kind of just sees us as an opportunity to like make a connection with somebody and he like kind of cares about her. So, They go inside of uh, this guy's truck, this blue truck, um, and he uh, he has his wallet and gets the his home address from his ID. And he's like, he's like, there's probably won't be anybody there, like just based on his vibe. So they can they can sleep at this dead person's house for the night. And um, and Marin is like. Blah, blah, blah. She starts to explore her own uh, morals and the ambiguity of it. She's like, I don't want to hurt anybody. And then he's like, he says well, famous last words. Right. That's and what he so, says. He literally says famous last words. Right. Because she's just like naive at this point. And like being an eater, existing at it means hurting people. Um. So they go to this guy's house and there's like a kiss poster on the
1: wall. There's porn all over the walls. Like yeah. the biggest tits I've ever seen <laughs> On He's a like, person. <laughs> it's crazy. This guy was scum. It's very 80s porn. It bad. is very 80s porn. Like jugs, dude. And I'm saying with a Z, jugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Um, and uh, anyway, so. They clean up there. Both of them yeah. clean up there and they're back on the road. They have to go to Kentucky because Lee promised his sister that he was going to give her driving lessons. Yes, because she's fifteen, she's going to
0: get her permit. Um. So yeah, so that's where he's going first. Like first stop that, and um. So but they are and, going to travel to Merit to find Marin's mother. Yeah. So they they're helping each other out. Um. So before they get um to Kentucky, they st- they start to really start falling in love with each other. It's pretty clear that there's an attraction going on and um we do lamenting a lot and then we get into they are at it's the 4th of July and they are at this pond and they're sort of enjoying life together um they uh are just doing a little swim and whatever and um they they come upon these other two people they like these two guys really gross looking guys they oh, pull God, up John. really fast in a, in a pickup truck and they're like "Woo, hating and hollering there's like menace and um they're like they had smelled um uh timothy chalamet and Marin from, and they followed their noses and
1: they're like hey more eaters <laughs> let's follow the like the your nose, nose. <laughs> john do you know what this ge- it's giving it's, uh, <laughs> what does it get uh lucky charms it is very lucky No, it's what is it fruit loops <laughs> <laughs> no oh it is fruit loops follow your nose I mean, speaking Ugh. of Fruit Loops, those two were absolute Fruit Loops. Yeah, they were just like, but
0: but they're like they're, they're definitely like the the homophobic closeted kind. But the thing, is, well, they're homophobic gays, right? But they, there, there they a, only
1: accept each other.
0: Yeah, because they're drinking beer, like uh, with the fire going, and we're getting to know these people, and gross, John. And one there, of them. There, there is a queer element to it. There's totally there, a queer element to it. There is. There's a there's a sexual situation going on where they're telling the, how how each other met. Yeah. And one is
1: not a real eater. And why he, does he want to be that person? Because yeah. he's a psychopath. John, He was an <laughs> ex-police officer, too. Yeah.
0: Well, he was a police officer at the time that they met. True. And he, and he let it happen. Yeah. So this police officer guy, he found an eater. Um, eating a person and didn't do anything about it and was fascinated by it and wanted to do it too. It's really so, gross.
1: Yeah, so he's sort of like this apprentice eater. Well, he has, actually might be worse than the eaters cuz the eaters have to do it and yeah, this guy and that's why Marin takes to. issue with this in this moment. Marion gets mad. kind of
0: she gets mad and she's like why do you do it if you don't have to? Like what the fuck is wrong with you? And then she goes to the truck and gets to sleep and then we really sort of glean from Timothy Chalamet's reaction to these people that they are not okay
1: to be around. No, because they will take advantage of any situation and they who will better eat, to and eater. eat than an eater. Yeah. There's a, why would you have any remorse? Right. You wouldn't. Exactly. And uh, so they decide
0: to uh, let them get blackout drunk and they escape. From into the situation the oh, into the night. But barely, though. Yeah, because the, the main eater and his like crazy overalls. like he he hears the truck leaving and he starts to run after it. And then they they narrowly escape the
1: eater. Eating John, them. he looked like Quentin Tarantino. He did look like Quentin Tarantino. It was really weird. I was like, why is this guy identical <laughs> to Quentin Tarantino? Wild. They should play uh, siblings. I mean, is the makeup department trying to tell us something? Uh, possibly. I mean, dude, it could be an Easter egg. We're right here, right here, right now. Conspiracy corner. <laughs> Conspir- <laughs> now we're going to take a ride to conspiracy corner.
0: Fuck John. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so they're on the road again and they're just sort of trying to find their way, but they, they eventually get to Kentucky and they are staying in, um, uh, Timothy Chalamet's, dead aunt's house. Yeah. Lee's dead aunt's house and like. Like, he's not gonna be bothered Aunt, by his party. Auntie parents. for all of you out there. Yeah. Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, it's, they're having a good time. They're just living life whenever, and then the, what's his sister's name again? Oh, honestly,
1: I don't. Oh, Kayla.
0: Yeah. So Kayla, she storms in and she's pissed because she's upset because Lee, uh, left her in a goodbye note and she's, Furious that he's on the road again so soon and she misses her brother and she's mad at him. And um, yeah, she says some crass words. About she says sexuality. the big F. She says the big F, by the yeah. way. Yes. So and uh, and he's very shaken by this. He feels so terrible about leaving her. He really cares about her. And also, uh, Timothy Chalamet's performance in this. If we want to acknowledge let's that. talk
1: about every performance in this because not a single one of them, I'm not joking, wasn't sincere. And yeah. I'm like who so
0: also like the way his choice to like take off the shirt after his sister just yeah. called him the big F word because that shirt made him look like that. I like, loved it, dude. He looked know. cool as hell. What is right, she talking about? Also, but it's true it's the eighties
1: in Kentucky.
0: At the 80s in general, but also it's true also that early 90s, he feels insecure about does. his his about, own sexuality. Yeah. And the way he identifies, they never talk about it. They don't. They never do it. But it's expressed through the wardrobe. It's like also, he's very he's very femme. He's very that and which is also a fringe um, like exists on the fringes like it's so shameful for like men to walk around being feminine and also walk around being like super duper skinny and
1: things like that. Like it, your manhood is called into question, which is weird. But, hey, but the thing is too, is like he does make mention of his weight too. He says when you're 140 pounds wet, he's yeah. So saying that obviously he knows he's skinny. He knows that he has a little bit more of a feminine body yeah. and, and appearance. Aside from the
0: eater situation, He's also dealing with like an internal crisis, like that. It's very intrinsically human. Like, Like, who am I? Yeah.
1: He doesn't know how to. Why
0: is this? Like, how can how do I exist in the world? And that's like the big theme of the movie. It's like, how do you exist?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which which is I mean, if you're if you're queer on any level and are out and open about it. Yeah, that is something that is a part of your
1: life as well. It's like I've how run do I exist. Into, I've run into this recently because I could not disclose. It really doesn't matter. It's about a job interview, and I have to say this now: I didn't want to disclose that I was, you know, married, married to a man, because because I you was know afraid. you
0: know it gets a reaction
1: from people because and I was people afraid do have biases they do, and I was afraid that this could potentially be. A deciding factor in whether or not I got a job
0: yeah, and I still try to float as much under the radar professionally as I can, but it's my own personal thing that like I, I won't like I'll only acknowledge it whenever it whenever it comes up in conversation like um say for instance like the yes the day before yesterday I had um, a pitch meeting, um, with people I know are straight and married and have children and stuff like that. Same. Yeah. And so, um, uh, my boyfriend, my partner called me while the zoom was happening. And so it hit the computer and it has. And so the ring happened and I, and currently I have him as like that, that crazy siren alarm because I don't want to yeah. miss his phone calls currently. And like, after I ignored it, I was like, sorry about that. And they were like, they're like, who would you like? sorry to that person who you gave that ringtone to. And it was like a funny little joke. And I was like, Oh, that's my, and right before I said boyfriend, I always think about it. I was like, do I say, yeah, do I go down that way? Do I acknowledge it? It's always a thought, but of course I'm like, Oh, I gave that to my boyfriend and like suddenly I'm out again. You know what I mean? I just yep. came out, you know, but, uh, it, it is that that theme is really explored here through them, which is so
1: weird because like we like still how do you exist in the social paradigm Not adhering to it. It's still something we have to deal with now. So it's so relatable when you're watching. It's like, have things actually changed at all? Not really. But I mean, I think. There's a whitewashing uh, to everything, but there's still this underlying layer within every community in the world. within, Within
0: queer people, within people who are in a subculture of some kind or considered second class citizens, whatever it is. Like you can identify to this movie and these That's characters so weird because they're like they're not they're not just uh, outsiders because of the eater thing they are also outsiders because of their their uh, gender situation or their sexuality situation too yeah so and a perfect segue to the carnival scene John
1: they, they go d- to a carnival they do go to a <laughs> carnival because they're hungry John they are so hungry. Well, they don't even realize they're hungry. Marin tells Lee, she is like, Lee, I'm hungry. And he spots a hottie from a mile away. <laughs> he's a hot carny. <laughs> Honestly, he's a hot carny. I'm like, what carnival? I he's said. also
0: a morally compromised one, too. He, he goes for people who are morally compromised. But I mean, just
1: to make himself feel a little better. But he doesn't know that. He didn't yeah. know he was morally compromised. No,
0: that that Carney gives that kid okay, so he's like one of those true, little ball oh, thrower things.
1: True, true, he true. He gives this little
0: tiny kid a hard ass time about Honestly, a prize winning.
1: I would have done the same thing. Fuck them yeah. kids. You know what? Go get your parents' money. Yeah. Bring back more. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, he spots this, this, uh, I'm carny. a morally compromised person. So I also would have terrorized that little child. Yeah. I would have said, you're not getting nothing. You want a stuffed animal? Bring me three more dollars. Exactly. So he like, uh, so he cruises the carney basically, and is just he, like, cr- oh, John, that was the most successful cruising I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, so there was so huge, smooth, right? And so he, uh, the carney's
0: like you want to hang out after this i get off at 11 and he's like cool and he's like i got i have weed in my car and he's like awesome great so um Marin and uh timothy are, are are waiting out until 11 in the parking lot or whatever and then um timothy spots him, and then they he gets the motion and then uh, him and the carney go
1: into the um cornfield together oh john talk about cornfield I mean, Pearl had a great time in a cornfield, and now Lee is having a great time in a cornfield. <laughs> Very great <laughs> callback, by the way. Cornfields is where it's at. You guys, if you want to get weird and, freaky, and creepy, go into a cornfield. <laughs> <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing like rubbing up against a husk. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean.
1: Um, uh,
0: anyway, uh, so, but before they go in, like, Lee wastes no time in like, Start Making out with this guy, hardcore. With within, I he knows that Marin can see
1: it. Oh, he knows. Also, yeah. he gives him a hard bite on the neck, which I thought was kind of cool because it was a foreshadowing of what's to come. And the carney's yeah. like, "Ooh, you kinky, you kinky yeah. son of a bitch!" And he doesn't but, realize. Oh yeah, he doesn't realize sir. his fate at all. But at the, at the same time, it's getting like you
0: can tell Lee like really enjoys this it. part of it. Like, this is what he, he is likes to do. It. This is something that he's done a lot. It's a hunt for him. It's a it's a cat and mouse. Yeah. And you can see, like, on a really uh, intrinsic level that he loves this and it's pleasurable for him because oh. he's it's very. And so
1: he's so Marin uh, is like clearly curious. this character is bisexual.
0: Yeah. Clearly, so, Lee
1: is bisexual. He falls in a spectrum of we can't label him because we don't know, but. Yeah, but Maren isn't like jealous or upset. No, by she's any watching.
0: Means. She's watching. She's fascinating. She likes this. So she follows through the corn maze, basically, and finds Lee um,
1: fully from behind Jack and the the he, the he, carny. he is masturbating the carny so hard. And you can hear the carny being like faster, faster, faster. I'm almost yeah. there. I'm almost there. It's graphic. So for those of you out there who don't like this. Yeah. But anyway, so um, uh, so Lee waits until the moment the guy
0: is ejaculating to completely slit his throat. Honestly, is there a better time? Is there a better release? But um, <laughs> so this is like the game that Lee likes to play. Yeah, so, um, and then we uh, see He's good um, at it. Yeah, and also this is it's basically ties into his sexuality at this yes. point in time. Um, so he. The guy is dying down on the ground and he sees more and watching Marin watching and he's like, come on. And
1: so she they get down to business right away. They just start eating him and the dude's not even done dying yet. He's still gurgling blood out of his neck wound. Yeah. So it's like a fresh
0: kill and they have crossed. So Marin has crossed over into this murder accomplice realm. Yeah, <laughs> so. she is now a murderess. Um, so they get, that's how deeper they go. And then, um, so eventually they get to around the midpoint. I know we're running out of time, but, um, the long story short, she has crossed over into this full life on the fringes, and she
1: does get to meet her mother. She finds out. Played through, by Chloe Seveny. Yeah. Which, so, when I saw her in that tired, sad wig, I yeah. said, you know what? Work. I and like, I love <laughs> Chloe 70. I will never was like not this this love crazy Chloe hair. It was like hair. It was the weird, craziest these thing. These weird little knots or something. Uh, John, I was like, you have to be. But what John's trying to say is we meet the grandmother who is played by, I can't remember her name. Jessica Harper, her name is Barbara Kern. She's a grandmother, whatever. She said, She's you know like, what? Oh, I haven't seen her. I don't know. I don't know where your mommy is. Sorry. She said, Go find your mom. Your mom is in an institution. She checked herself in. We didn't. And Marin's like, I know she hurt someone. So just tell me, you know, all leading up to this. And she's like, Get out of my house.
0: She discovers that her <laughs> mother was adopted and yes. doesn't know. So she doesn't, but she is
1: also an eater. Yes. So it's very much a hereditary thing. Well, when they Uh, walk into that and her mother is sitting there with no arms. Her mother is Chloe. Seventy eight her own hands off all the way up to the elbows, not just her hands, her arms. Her mother is completely insane. Yeah, babe. Her mother's a nutcase. So when her mom first checked herself into the institution, she wrote a letter telling Marin, this is who I am. By the way, I knew you were going to show up. And in the process of all of this happening, Marin's looking at her mom reading the letter, and she gets to the end where her mom in the letter says, let me help take you out of this world. And that is when her mom gets up out of the chair and tries, tries to eat her. Eat her. She this, attacks her. In this hospital. She was like, I'm going to end your life right now. It's a huge turning point.
0: Yeah, so she runs out of there traumatized. And
1: she's just she's like, yeah. I'm not going to be my mother. My mother's insane. She's eating her own arms. I'll never be my mother. And she's talking to Rin Tin Tim. And he's like, it's OK. It's OK. And she's like, no, it's not.
0: Like, it's we not OK. We don't belong
1: in this world at no, all. No. Why are we here? And he's like, don't do this. Don't do this. Anyway, some stuff happens. And John, take it away. Um, they go yeah. to the gas station where she lies. She's like, I'm just getting gas because he's asleep. Yeah. And that's when Maren runs away. Marin
0: abandons Tim Leah abandons yeah. him she, she does. Is, she doesn't really know what life is going to be like. She knows that their she, dynamic is, she doesn't even care. Yeah, she's mad and she's angry and she just leaves. And so it's very heartbreaking for Lee. He's it not really taking actually well. a
1: sad scene.
0: This was the first person in the entire world that he's been able to bond with and actually fell in love with and. He's also just very lonely. And so. How could you leave him? I know. Lee. is adorable. Oh. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so he's super sad. And then so we cut to
1: some time later. Um, Marin's walking and guess who shows up in a truck? Yeah, she's basically just man. floating in, in the world at this point. She doesn't really have a home, whatever. She doesn't have a home, but she's walking down a random highway in the middle of who knows where. And And, solely uh, rolls up in a van. Yeah. She stumbles across him. She don't stumble across him. He pulls up behind her. Right. And starts singing the brown eyes song that he sang to her at the beginning. Yeah. And this is when she's like. Have you been following me? And it turns out solely throughout the entire time this movie is taking place. Solely from the beginning, the first eater. He's been following them. He's been following for, that a, long for time. a long, long, long time because he's a weird, weird, creepy person. Yeah. And so moments before
0: this, um, we see we see uh, Marin almost go into a police department. Is that uh, what that is? Yeah. So oh. she so it's almost like she she was wanting to turn herself in because maybe she won't be able to hurt anybody inside um so uh yeah and because she they murdered people yes Um, they did and so she doesn't do that but then whenever she comes across Sully, it's basically implied that he saw her almost go to the police and that's whenever he decides to come up he's like so he's like why don't we stick together now that lee's out of the way and yes. she rejects him and he does not take that well at all. He no, He's mad. He calls, calls her, her the, the C, word. C word. And he is livid. He is unhinged and livid. But thank goodness there's like a market nearby with people. Otherwise, that wouldn't have ended well right there. No. So he takes off real fast in his van and she's like, shit, I
1: got to watch myself. I don't even think she, she thinks about watching herself. She's like, she's pretty next?
0: reckless, I would say. Yeah, but she does end up um, feeling
1: she ends up going to finding um a Kayla. She uh, goes Lee's back sister. to Kentucky after trying to live her own, working some things out. She does. She goes and finds Kayla, who is she Lee's wants to sister. Find Lee again. Like she does
0: miss him. So, um, she finds Kayla, and then um, she they talk a lot. And also, I think it should be noted at this point in time that they come out of a Dairy Queen.
1: They do <laughs> come out of a Dairy Queen, and let and me tell Dairy you. Co- I, I'm, it's so like our town, the Dairy Queen. It is. <laughs> yeah, and so John the Dairy Queen. Everyone, you want to know what's <laughs> so weird? Is I just saw one of my friends who you know. I'm not going to yeah. say her name on here. She was just talking about how much she loves her kids, and they walk to the Dairy Queen. That's John, just what you do. So. <laughs> That's just what you
0: do. Um, and uh, anyway, so she um, also uh, Kayla has very distinctive uh, hair braids. Yeah. And so we'll get to that later. We <laughs> so, will. Um, but anyway, so she's like, she's like, by the way, uh, Lee's staying down by the lake. That's where he is. And she's like, oh, OK. So they reunite and it's like water under the bridge immediately. Lee is, But it's not also
1: a, on 4th of July. They reunite on
0: 4th of July. Right. And so they're swimming. They're back together and they are in love. And but I also
1: love that. that they don't say it's 4th of July. You get the fireworks and you realize, OK, so it's been at least a year. That has passed with them together.
0: Yeah. So they immediately accepts her back and it's just like very understanding situation. But then they uh, they resolve to live life among people. And so let's be normal. Let's be them for a while is what she says. She does. And then so they do. She gets a job at a university bookshop. They have an apartment together and um, it's been some time. And uh, but Marin comes home one one afternoon and Sully has broken in. Yes. Yeah, has. Lee's not home. And so Sully has come. And it's a very tense scene. Super tense <laughs> because he's not going to attack her right away. He does have a knife to her. He puts her on the bed and he puts his whole body weight on her to pin her down. Just so gross, dude, because also he's so gross. He is in love with her, but he's not like about to rape her or anything. He's no. just he's just holding her down and talking to her
1: and trying to fall asleep on her.
0: Yeah, he just like wants them to be together in this moment before he kills her, because he says that it has been bothering her for a while that he, she knows so much about him whenever nobody else does in the entire world. Marin, the little that she knows about Sully is too much for Sully to deal with. Because he's done a lot of things, a and, lot of terrible things that he lied about. And he saw her almost go to the police department that one time or or. Yeah. So he knows that she's a loose end that needs to be tied. And uh, yeah, so it's this crazy scene. Marin is just trying to navigate fucking Sully's craziness the best way possible. And that's whenever Lee comes home and he is wearing this frock top that I just loved. It was gorgeous. Yeah, I loved it, too. It was great. It, it was great it's a it's a lady's shirt that it's a blouse he shows up in a blouse and i'm like you know yeah, he's he always it's visual cool a visual story storytelling through the wardrobe at that point because like it's not a ratty one it's very much like he's embraced his own yeah otherness at this point that's yep. his, that's great storytelling um so anyway so lee it comes like ready because he smelled solely from like around the block and came home but he is able to sneak up on uh, Sully, and he puts this like he puts a plastic um bag from the grocery store around Sully's face, head, and uh, there is a whole messy fucking huge scuffle. messy fight with knives, with the knife, and
1: all of that. Yeah, and do you want to describe it? Because it gets I bloody. do want to describe it. It's so bloody. So I love this. So what happened was is they put the plastic bag over Sully's head, and in during this scuffle. Sully gets Lee with the knife stabs him okay so you're not realizing Lee just got stabbed and it is probably going to be the last wound that Lee gets well while Sully's on the ground it takes a long time to suffocate him (laughs) yes Marin (laughs) grabs the knife from Sully which has uh, not grabs it from him is on the floor at this point and she she chews his wrist up she to chooses rest knife. up and she stabs the ever loving shit out of him.
0: Yeah. And there's blood that gets into her eye and she everywhere. like wins Lo- everywhere. There's blood everywhere. This is such a well directed
1: scene because there's no music. No. It's just like them struggling. Struggling. Then they drag his body all the way across the apartment into the bathtub where Marin. Digs her hands into Into Sully's wounds and starts pulling out entrails to kill him, to kill him. And at this point, so very painful death. Yes. But Sully (laughs) has ripped the plastic off of his face to try and breathe. But he's going to die anyway, because now his guts are coming out of his body. Yeah. So Mary was acting
0: fast. She's like, I got to pull out all these entrails.
1: (laughs) Hurry. We have to kill him quickly because he can't. He's never going to die. So. Yeah. He dies in the tub, but it turns out that our dear sweet, our dear sweet androgynous Lee has been stabbed in the lung. Yeah, right in and the he chest,
0: through the lung and dying. Marin is panicking. She's like, we have to call an ambulance. We have to get you help. We can't do this on our own. And he's like, no, no, no. Just let me blah, blah, blah. And then what does he do?
1: He says, he- I need you to eat me. He
0: says, I need you to eat me bones and all. I need you to eat me. He doesn't want to do this anymore. He knows that he's dying. And this is the way that he would like to go. And so, of course, Marin's like, you're crazy. But he holds her. He holds her face to his to to his his wound wound. because he knows that that hunger is going to come over. And then she and it does. And she sub she's is washed into her whole like uh, cannibal
1: blackout. And she starts eating him. But you want to know what? And that's kind of it. But we kind of glossed over the fact that when they found all of the braids, because Sully was in the apartment. Oh, my God. Another devastating moment. They yes. found the braid. And in that braid was Kayla's hair, because Sully had found Lee's sister, Kayla, and eaten her and kept her hair as a trophy. And at that point, that is when Lee that's gave how, up. That's, it's, that's it's when insinuated. Lee gave that's up. How, yeah, that's
0: right. That's right. You're that's a very important point because Soli tracked them down through Kayla. Yep. So Kayla had to have told Soli where they were. Yeah, because, because Kayla, Kayla was, planning was supposed to, to show visit. up. Yeah. And so Soli it has eaten Kayla and it's very sad. It's and it's fucked discovered up. Maren, Maren sees his hair rope, sees that bright blonde um, um, braid attached to it. It's the, the latest one, latest edition.
1: It's the latest. It's the current edition, and also it had all of those little bright um hair accessories that Kayla yeah. was wearing at the Dairy Queen. Yeah. So Marin realizes it first, and then Lee sees
0: it, and that's whenever. Yes, you're right. That's because he's what, Lee's already gone,
1: and so she's trying to convince him we have to go to the hospital, and he was like, "Oh my god, he got Kayla." And that's yeah. when he gives up, and he's like, "Just eat me because my sister was the only thing keeping me here. Yeah,
0: it's too painful for him to go on, and so she doesn't that solid and eats him and then we we cut to like this ending image of um, them of, of just them, two people um, in love in nature, and a beautiful sunset. a beautiful sunset, and it's this tiny, peaceful moment of them holding each other, and then it Goes to credits.
1: And that's it. That is bones and all, everyone. What did you think? Okay, so after I watched this movie, it made me feel so weird when I was watching it. Because I was like, honestly, I do not want to root for cannibals. But I enjoyed the storytelling. Now, I will have to say this. That visually, this movie is stunning. The uh, yeah. acting in this movie is incredible. Also, we have a lot of huge names in here. Plus, you have an yeah. Oscar winner. You have somebody who's already worked with this. I mean, the acting is so good. I I'm going to yeah, tell everybody's you,
0: everybody's at the top
1: of their game, performance-wise, cinemat like craft-wise. If we this just look that way, I want to say this: this movie is long. For those of you who do not like a long movie, this movie is long, and it is. I want to say it follows more of the character development. Than it does the actual gore. It's not incredibly gory. There are gory moments. But this is more about the journey. It's a love story. It's a romance. It's a it's a character piece for sure. It's weird that it falls under the umbrella of horror because there was nothing scary about this movie.
0: I feel like if this movie didn't have cannibal like uh, extreme gore in it, it would have been like nominated for a lot more
1: Oscars. It probably would have. Yeah, um, the acting's so good in this movie. Um, I like the story. I thought the story was good. It me did too. Make me, it it's, did make me feel weird though, which I don't. I just like be, you do. Okay, and the only reason why it made me feel weird too is because I was like, I don't know, like who is this for? Like, is this for cannibals? And <laughs> Are uh, they really I, out there? <laughs> like, because there was they crossed the paths of a lot of cannibals, and it got me thinking. Well. There has yeah. to be more people than we know that mm-hmm. want to chew on us, that want yeah. to eat our bodies.
0: No, I see the I saw their cannibalism as obviously a metaphor, like an allegory. Yeah, I get it, but of, there
1: are real cannibals, but right? <laughs>
0: but also, I think uh, I think maybe Luca Guadagnino is just like it's. This is based on a book, by the way. Um, yes, so,
1: yeah, I do get that,
0: but it's sort of like it's like I. I love like injecting horror into like really human stories. Exactly. And this and this does just that. It doesn't play in the style of a horror genre wise. Uh, it doesn't have that tone. The tone no. is is romance uh, coming of age journey,
1: which is good. That's, I did like that. I like the yeah. juxtaposition. I like and the, the juxtaposition. Like it some is. of these
0: road shots were beautiful. There's this one shot where they were like on a crazy back road in a truck and there yes. was like this giant bridge over them. Yes. I was like, that
1: was, it's like twilight and it was like gorgeous. Do you want to know what scene actually like, made what, how you did Like, how do they find that location? It's so crazy. Okay, first, the location department, A. Yes, yes, yes. When they were driving down the dirt road and they end up just in the area where they have that beautiful purple pink sky behind them, it's not like the yeah. Arizona sunset. It's this, it's yeah. like this, I don't know what it is, this pastel looking purple. Yeah. But they have this green rolling hill and. OK, so the way the cinematography works, um, you see Marin at one point a little bit out of focus. And it's yes. when and it's when Marin is talking to Lee about his father and how he ate his father. John, that oh, was my right. favorite scene. So gorgeous. That yeah. was my favorite scene. I thought the cinematography was seriously so Unbelievable! Also,
0: the, the, the cinematographer and the director, they found these really clever John, it so angles. Good. It was so good because it's it's literally a scene between two people talking and it is. But they cut from they do like a full 180 on the angles at certain times and they are cutting closer and closer to them.
1: And I'm like, oh, John. When they find out that the Carney's married and the camera is running with her, it's not the steady shot. It's the camera person holding the shot while Marin runs and the camera behind her is jumping with her. It's all these little things that they did within it because the camera is also running. They're not on a track. There was no steadiness with it. And also what it brought to it was this element of urgency because they're like, fuck, he's married. He has children. We have to leave now, yeah. also not to the theme. Also,
0: 1988. How many how many closeted, yeah, closeted. bisexuals have there been from 1988? Closeted a lot. He
1: had children and a wife and he ended up being dead. And this was one of the things we left out for you guys, because you need to watch this movie. I'm not kidding. I highly recommend you watch this movie for yeah, me. me. Too. Out of 10 de-gloved fingers, I personally, I will personally give this movie I want to give it an eight. I think I'm going to, I don't know though, because it's so beautiful, but I do. Okay. I'm going to give it an eight only because the thing that bothered me the most about this movie, this is my only, however, Uh is when she first meets Sully, that seemed, it was hard for me to wrap my head around her, being able to smell her from half a mile away. And I was having a hard time really, um, I don't know, separating myself from the reality and the fantasy of it all. Right. Because right. it seemed too easy. It seemed yeah. too easy to put the character there. And that is why I'm not giving this a nine because I right, didn't right. like that part. I really hated the introduction of Sully, although, although he was amazing. The introduction to me, I didn't like it.
0: Right. Cause it, and also the quality that of like his, like his being there like kind of like takes you out of yes. the realism of this whole movie. It's a yes. very realistic and grounded movie. Yep. Um, and so his sort of appearing there and like the it kind of takes you into the like a sort of a Pinocchio allegorical vibe, which I is a, which is a that. tone that doesn't
1: quite match the overall movie. I love that you said that because he is a very like Geppetto esque. Yeah. But, but
0: it just it kind of takes it out of this like gritty
1: real world. Afield. Yeah, she just ate this bitch's hand. Her dad left, and it's like, where are we going from here? And then it brings in this element. It, it wasn't like a. Slow... It's a little too
0: Alice in Wonderlandy. You know what True, I mean? True, because it was yeah. so quick.
1: It was like a whiplash. They didn't mm-hmm. slowly. It's not like you put one toe into the water. They were like, oh, I can smell another cannibal. They yeah. didn't give you these little elements to lead you into it. It was like. This is how it happened. This is this is truth. In fact, about yeah. cannibals. And I was like, what?
0: Yeah, I'm glad that you pointed that out, too, because I bumped on it while I was watching it. But I was like, you know, I'm along for the ride anyway. Whatever. I was
1: still along for the ride. No matter but what. There is
0: that there is that moment where where it's like they're asking the audience to take this leap of faith. Huge, and, though. And it's it's a moment that every movie has. But in this instance, it was a little too jarring. It happens. They they didn't lull and coax you into that choice.
1: They force you into this moment. They're not like they're not feeding you. By the way, this information, they're not going to feed it to you. They're basically like we've hit a wall. Yeah. This is now where the story is. You can you can turn it off or keep playing. But I still wanted to play it because guess what? I honestly was like, wow, I said everyone. So I'm going to give this movie
0: an eight. Yeah, I would also agree with you. I'm going to I'm going to give it an eight as well because of that same reason. But overall, this just I could a, have
1: easily given this a higher score. I mean, but
0: if the Oscars would accept genre or movies, they don't accept horror. Yeah, this would be a real top contender because the performances are. amazing. Guess,
1: guess who would also be up there with Michelle Yeoh? It would uh, be me. Russell. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because guess what? If they accepted these tarts. I'm not going to lie, though. Pearl was one of the best acting I've ever seen. Pearl is one of the best movies I've ever watched. I give I think we gave Pearl a 10. I'll never take that back. I think Pearl is a 10. Yeah,
0: they purposefully leave out a lot of really great performances in horror movies, which is annoying. They're
1: ridiculous, dude. Mia Goth, like no joke. She should have been up there. She should be right there. And her and Michelle, they should just give an Oscar to both of them. No, Michelle Yeoh has to win. If she doesn't burn the Oscars to the ground, dude, yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once is but so But also, incredible. I haven't
0: seen Two Leslie, which is a, the controversial nomination. Oh. Andrea what? Riseborough was a
1: sneak attack. Wait, do we nomination. watch that? Should we watch it for next week? Where do I, we find I, it?
0: I think they re-released it to theaters because oh. of the the Oscars thing. So I don't know. I don't know. Shoot. But we can probably find it somewhere. But anyway. We
1: should do an Oscar contender because the Oscars are coming up, John.
0: Oh, let's do tar. It's for oh, this oh, is housekeeping stuff. Kate, Blanchett,
1: it's, everyone. Okay, cool. Come cool. on. Let's Next absolutely week tar. do tar.
0: But anyway, so I give it an eight as well. I, I loved this
1: movie and I got to say, I'm going to continue to rewatch this movie. The acting's so good in this movie and you guys. The cinematography. Get yeah. into it. It's beautiful.
0: And I just love all that delicious, bloody gore. And Luca Guadagnino does it
1: so good. I did want a little more. John, it left me wanting more. I was really? hungry. You I was hungry?
0: hungry. <laughs> you didn't I, eat? <laughs> I'm actually not
1: going to lie. I was a little bit hungry for more. I really did want more of the violence and the gore. I was happy with what we got. Yeah. But when you present a horror to me, I understand this is a coming of yeah. age. But like we oh. talked... Yeah, yeah. This is a rated R, John, like we talked about. Maybe there's stuff on the cutting room floor. You never know. There might but, be a lot on the cutting room floor. Uh, speaking
0: of the cutting room floor before we go, by the way, I got an 82 tomatometer and a 62 oh. percent audience score. What? Yeah. The audience probably a little squeamish, maybe. Um, but anyway, See, uh, oh. so uh, I read the screenplay to this before I watched it and they leave a. Uh, interesting details out about you know like they're where they end up in that apartment together yeah there's a whole thing about that because is they, there how they acquire that well how they acquire that apartment is john they are hitchhiking but they're, they're, their car breaks down and this this uh this they new, did say they're gonna let their truck break down and see where it takes them yeah, so that happens, and then this lady in a convertible, this girl in a convertible comes along, and she's just like, she's like, "Hey, you guys look blah blah blah," and then Marin hits it off with her, and then it, they ask her for a ride, and they lie and say that they're going to exactly where she's going, and she's going to she's going to university, and so Marin along in that long road trip journey with this person becomes genuine friends with her, and, um is starts to fall in love sort of like with her life trajectory like she's going to university blah 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 and she's like this is the life that i'm going to take and they do they she, she she offers out of the kindness of her heart to stay in her apartment for a couple of days and they do and um lee does his whole um seducing thing for her and is like because they lie and say that they're brother and sister um so lee uh uh, uh, you know, starts having um, sexual intercourse with her and eats her. And that's how they get the apartment. John, it's their, it's her first night in, in a, in a town that nobody knows her. And so nobody knows that she's missing. And so Marin assumes her identity and goes to university. She doesn't just that's work. How she did it. She doesn't just work at the university, a bookstore. She's a student under a different
1: name. John. She's, see, these are the sorts of things. This is what. Where are you getting these scripts from, by the way?
0: Um, oh, it's, whenever you can email awards. me later. Yeah, award season and they blanket. They
1: want people to read it for okay. Well, nomination. Let me know later because I need to see these. Also, that's an amazing detail because I also wondered. I was like, how the hell did they get that apartment? Yeah, I kind of wanted to. I wanted to see it, but it's probably a
0: deleted scene out there. You want to know what? That's a, also it compromises their their morals. Like it does. The audience really can't connect to them or feel bad for them. No, but they do some really brutal shit to get there. Well, of course they do.
1: I you love, love it. Cool. Good movie. Yeah. This is anyway, a good movie. Do, do it. Not, watch
0: it. Rent yeah,
1: absolutely. it. Absolutely.
0: Stream it. Do all the things with it. Timothy Chalamet and I have the same birthday. And I don't even mind uh, that we went over. Me neither. But um, with that, everybody,
1: we're going to have to see you at the movies. All the credits, yeah, louse-filled uh, hair rope that you all can just take a big ol' sniff of. Bones and,
0: uh, bones and
1: all. bones and all.